to the same room. Welcome back to the same room. We are concluding on our two-part season finale special. This is such a bittersweet moment for me because the conversations that we have had in this room has greatly impacted my life. So I know for a fact it has greatly impacted the lives of all of you watching. And so we want to hear from you. Share your testimonies. Let us know who you would like to see in this room. Let us know the topics you want to hear. So you can follow us at the same room on all social media platforms and we're going to talk back to you. But enough of that. This episode, as you know, if you watched the first part and if you didn't, go watch it. We have the multiple award-winning artist, Kirk Franklin, and we're going to continue our conversation on if God is really good. And the big question is, why is Jesus the only way? If he's really good, why is there one way? And so if you're interested in that, which you should be, definitely tune in. So we are back on part two of this amazing conversation on if God is really good. And so what we're centering on with this conversation is if he is really good, why is Jesus known as the only way amongst Christian culture, Christian faith? And so the first thing I want to ask you is what was the moment that Jesus was revealed to you? Mm. Well, is that um, it, is the, it is the clear understanding that God in his holiness um, could not be affiliated with any uh, essence of sin, mm. but loving us so much that becoming like us in the form of Jesus Christ to be able to mediate that door, to be able to be um, the bridge yeah. that allows men back into relationship with God because he wants relationship with them. Uh, when when you look at the defining narrative of Christianity, it is God made man, man rejected God, God became like man and continues to chase man until he wins him back. Wow. And that is just such a powerful love story right there. Because it's all in mm -hmm. the name of love. Yeah. And, 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 and Jesus is the, he is the human revelation and description of what godly love is. Yeah. And so when you uh, uh, look at the, again, the historical evidence of Jesus Christ, um, even when you look at Christianity in, in, in its form, there, there's nothing about Christianity that Christianity should have ever existed the first century. Mm. There's nothing about Christianity because uh, Christianity was, was birthed in one of, one of, one of the slummest parts of the area of, of, of the Mediterranean. Yeah. And, and it wasn't even in the area of the highest of philosophers. That was Greece um, uh, um, uh, or Rome. Yeah. And so, and then the first century of, of, of Christians were not people of elite esteem. They, they, these were peasants, yeah. these, are, these were fishermen, these were not the educated, these were not the scholars of the time. They were not the wealthiest people. And for the first century, they were considered martyrs. Well, not considered martyrs, they, they were martyrs. It is written that Nero, um, the emperor Nero, used to, used to light up Christians by putting uh, uh, oil on them and lighting them a fire and using them as street lamps. So Christians had no, because a lot of people see Christianity having its influence because of Constantine. And, and, and even though Constantine's, I love you brought this up. Even though Constantine's uh, 
agenda may have been evil, there was nothing about Christianity to influence him to be able to do that. So once again, he was the devil, but it was God's devil. Mm -hmm. Because for the first two centuries, Christianity was was a persecuted, considered like they didn't even that they didn't even call themselves Christians. They were just called uh, uh, just just gatherers of the way, yeah. and and they were being killed and crucified and beheaded for two centuries. So there was nothing about Christianity that it ever should have existed. And why I love you talking about just the history with Christianity, because as an African-American, there is this false narrative yes. that says Christianity was brought to Africa through colonization, so which is true. far from the truth. So untrue. It existed centuries. Yeah. And in the northern sub-Saharan parts of Africa, there were men and women mm -hmm. that were following the faith that now we call Christianity. Yeah. And and, and even in the ancient city of Alexandria, which is the most educated part of the, med of, of the ancient world at that time, um, um, having the most expensive library at the time, um, the disciple Mark started his first church in Alexandria. <laughs> and so you look at all of the uh, uh, influence that Africa had yeah. on Europe. It came because they were practicing what is now considered Christian beliefs exactly. in the faith of Jesus Christ, exactly. and, you know, from Augustine, from 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 a Clement, and then even when you move even into Europe, you have non-Christian men and women that were influenced by Christianity. Uh, you have Josephus, you have Pliny the Younger, who were Jews. These um, these were Jews that even saw the influence of Christianity even at that time. Yeah. And so you have unbelieving men that write in their autobiographies the history of Jesus, and then you talk about uh, uh, even of legend, the earliest writings of Jesus Christ were in uh, AD 90. Christ died in, in uh, AD 30. So in 60 years, you still have eyewitness accounts of the, of the human, of the man of Jesus Christ doing miracles that, that was accounted by people that were still alive to see it. And so wow. the reason why that's so important because it leaves room for the lack of legend when you have people that have eyewitness accounts of these actual events. Because remember, the whole Jewish faith was a, was a verbal faith. That's true. J um, Judaism, um, 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 young men cannot even leave their home at the time unless they could uh, oracally speak the Torah. That's they had true. to memorize the That's Torah. Memorize and it, and yeah. so, 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 so oracle belief in the ancient world was so important. And so um, they they prided themselves on being able to uh, give you back the history of, of a particular they, faith. Because they knew that by yes. memory. Yes, they knew that about their own mm -hmm. faith. And so before the transatlantic slave trade, before colonialism, Christianity existed. existed. Now, at the same time, we do have to acknowledge that, yes, there has been a whitewashing of Christianity That's in true. the West. That's it is true. very true, and we have to acknowledge that. That's true. There's been abuse of the Bible uh, to... to uh, oppressed black and brown people. Uh, it was used all through slavery. But again, that is the depravity and the sin of men that is not attributed to not the, the legitimacy of, God, yeah. of Christianity. Yeah. And I love that you just mentioned that because that what you just expressed speaks to the intellectual mind and the intellectual mind that thinks that this is just a random book written by people. No, but what you're it expressing, it really speaks to the people that know because there is this huge narrative amongst our culture that believes that, no, this is the God of the slave masters. Yes. 
and that is far from the truth. And if we do a little research, yes. it's right there. It's because right there. of biblical illiteracy. Yeah. We have this huge growth, or well, this huge plague of biblical illiteracy that has plagued a lot of African-American pulpits. Yeah. Because even during segregation, African-American pastors were not able to go to seminaries. Seminaries were segregated. Wow. And so that is so unfortunate that seminaries were segregated so that men and women were not able to understand and even educate themselves on the historical value of biblical history and wow. biblical scholarship. So just to shift gears a little bit, um, even in speaking about that, how do you speak to, or what does it mean for Jesus being the only way? What does that speak, how, did you, you know, how do you speak to that? Well, it's very simple. Jesus is the greatest truth or he's the greatest lie. Mm, I love that. It is that. very simple. It is, I love it that. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is either or, and that conclusion lays upon the heart or within the heart of the listener. Because one thing that we cannot do is we cannot dictate mm. the wind that a person's heart is set in. Because all we do is we can lay out the truth or we can lie what is, what, what is perceived to be the truth, but it takes a heart that is bent in the direction of the conversation to choose it. Wow. And we can't do that. That That is on the job of the Holy Spirit. I love that. And even when you say that is the job of the Holy Spirit, one of the biggest things that I'm seeing in culture today, and this is happening amongst people that I just think are being religious, is the judgment of those that don't look like what you, what, what a person terms as Christianity. Mm. And that goes back to this abuse of scripture and abuse of, or even just... Um, illiteracy of what the word means when there's like, you know, you can be a believer because you clearly look like this or you're doing this. And that's one of the biggest reasons I was, I'm so excited to have you on this conversation because you speak directly to faith meeting culture. Yes. And so how do you speak to the person who is not um, even patient about the journey that another is on in their pursuit after relationship with Jesus? Well, I would say that they are not practicing the lens of what Christianity really mm -hmm. is because um, um, the, 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 uh, uh, um, the Greek word for it is called the ecclesia. Yeah. And, and, and the ecclesia is the fellowship of the called out. So, so what, the, what the church was originally supposed to be, it was a community of misfits Mm -hmm. and people that were thrown away, that were outcasts, to be able to have the fellowship to encourage each other to, to continue in the practice of the promises of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so to, be able to, so, so to be frustrated with someone who is not on the same speed that you are, on, on, on the same path that you are, you are not acting out the Great Commission that was left to us as believers to walk out what being Christ-like is. Yeah. So you're doing more damage to the movement That's true. than you are trying to build the body of Christ. That's true. Uh, 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 if a doctor in a hospital is frustrated by how many sick patients are coming in, then, 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 then uh, he's not being committed to the code that doctors keep. And so, and, That's and not, good. And That's not only good. that, he's not, he's not fulfilling the job of the building that he's in. The hospital is to welcome the sick. The hospital is mm -hmm. not a place where well people sit around and hang out. Yeah. It is a place for <laughs> sick people to come get the medicine. Yeah. But the problem is, is that many Christians posture themselves as doctors as well and forget that they're also patients. Wow. That's good. That's good. 
that just took me out. I'm going to just drink some green tea for that one. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to toast to you. Because <laughs> what I love about what you're saying. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> that dignity? Isn't that dignity? Just sucking his teeth. <laughs> no, what I love about what you're saying is that this is going to speak directly to the heart of the one who feels as though they cannot connect with the church. Because we've done so much Damage. Right like, there. like, like, right like, there. like, like, and I mind you, there are some great churches and great Christians that feel the pain and want to do it right. So there are great. It's not just you and I. Yeah. There are millions of yeah. of, of of men and women on both sides. You That's know. True. You know. Uh, um. Um. Look at the white brothers and sisters during during some of the most uh, churches times of our. Uh, a history that were abolitionists that 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 came in and 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 stood aligned with us, but at the same time, it does not negate the fact that just like we got to celebrate police, we got to call out the bad ones. That's true. Because the bad That's ones true. give the good ones a horrible name and and reputation. So there are men and women that have to understand that if we do not sympathize with the mistakes that we've made, we will never be able to stop this exodus of millennials that are leaving the church in droves. Churches are, uh, uh, um, there, there is one Pew study that um, there are churches in America, there's a church a week closing in America. A week? A week. Wow. A church in America is closing a week. Wow. And so these are real dilemmas in a postmodern society if we want to be able to keep the conversation of God relevant in culture. You know it what? It has to happen. You know what I love about this is that, and I think this is a sweet place to even wrap up this conversation because it's opening up truth to the millennial that feels exactly as what you've explained. It's opening up truth to the you know, even when you flip it on the other side to someone else who might, who it, it might lead to a conviction about how am I running things, not even outside of pastors or leaders in the church, yeah. but even as individuals, as believers, what does my life, what is the example of my life communicating to another person? Yes. And so that's what I love about what you said, because the core of this conversation of, you know, if, if God is really good, why is Jesus the only way? Within that is a deeper question that millennials are asking because the Jesus we're saying, what the picture they have of him is not the picture we know him to be on the good side. Yes, yes. The picture they have of him is oppressor, control freak, yes. tyrant. Yes. So until we heal that picture, yes. then yes. we can have the real conversation. Yes. And when he becomes the lover of your soul, yeah. when, he becomes, when he becomes this, if you were in a lake and you were drowning. And if I pulled over the side of my car and I jumped out of my car and saw you drowning. And if I threw a book at you and it was a book about how to swim mm -hmm. and I threw it at you while you were drowning. Now mind you, I've just given you a manual. I'll be pissed, I'm gonna drown with a book. <laughs> You're gonna drown with a book about no yeah. And not on that, I'm standing on the side of the shore yelling at you, backstroke, doggy pedal, swim harder, breathe, <sighs> breathe. I'm not, even though I've given you the book about how to swim, even though I'm telling you how to swim, I did not save you. Yeah. Now, same, same illustration. What if I saw you drowning? I pulled on the side of the road, I took off my boots, I took off my clothes, and I jumped in the water, and I saved you. I, I, I put my arm around you, and I swam you to shore, right? Mm -hmm. Every time you saw me in the mall, at the grocery store, would I have to beg you to speak to me? No. 
you're going to introduce me to your friends. Mm -hmm. If I'm at Dennis, you're going to buy me some pancakes. And eventually, I'm going to sign up for swimming classes with Come, you. Right, right, right. Yeah. You're going to want to hang on me. <laughs> I will never have to again ever tell yeah. you to have to speak to me, right? That's right. Because you, you, you experienced being saved yeah. instead of being thrown books about how to be saved, right? I love that. And so if we can get millennials to see that Jesus jumped into the, the streams of our life, into the oceans of our life, and picked us up and saved us because we cannot save ourselves. That is a Jesus that you want to fall in so in love with. He becomes the only way. I love that. I love that. You know, that's it right there. <laughs> that is it right there. You know, I want us to wrap this up in prayer and good looks. Okay. <laughs> but I would love for you to pray. And I'm stupid too. You know, I'll be acting crazy. No, I love that. I love that. You know, right now I'm very composed because of this outfit. <laughs> But I feel you. That's I'm 100% on the corner train. I'm going to have to buy my wife that. That's cute. That's cute. You know? But I'd love for you to pray and just close this out. Man, I'd be honored yeah. to. Man, Pops, this was a great conversation with you. You are so incredible. And I thank you that you're always letting us come talk to you and just be 100 with you. And you love your son. You love your daughter. And you love all your sons and daughters that yes. are watching, no matter where they are. There is no one that is too bad for you to love. And I'm sorry that we've shown the world that they gotta be so good for you to get close to them. That you are God that loves us when our life stink and when our breath stink. And you care about both. Yes. You are the superhero and you save us every day. And you will always keep your heart open to any son or daughter that wants to come back home. And I pray that this will be a moment that they can see that not only are you the light of the world, Jesus, but you are the light that loves them no matter how dark life may be. And I trust you with this world. And I trust you to be the love of the world. In your name, Christ. Amen. 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 Amen.